0: Thank you for tuning in for this episode of cleared cast. I'm Katie Keller. I'm the editorial communications manager with clearancejobs.com today. I have Jill Hamilton on the line with us. Our newest editor at news.clearancejobs.com. Jillian has worked in a variety of program management roles for different federal government contractors. And she's also helped to manage projects in training and information technology bachelor's degree in business with an emphasis in marketing from Penn state university and her. MBA from the University of Phoenix.
1: Thanks for taking the time to join me today on Clearcast today, Jill. Happy to do that. And thanks for that very official welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know we're official on Clear's Jobs. That's right. Come. We sure are. And I, I feel really like, oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> well, so, hey, Jill, what has been happening on the news site this past week? And if you could walk us through some of the intelligence. Security clearance news or a different career advice that we can find on the site?
1: Absolutely. Christopher Burgess started us off with looking at Thousand Talents programs, Chinese scientists who was arrested on the run. This was a really interesting piece because you know he's he's posted other things on Thousand Talents program from China before. One of the things that really stood out to me was if you read the article it's right at the end where the way the scientist was caught was a customs and border patrol agent actually noticed that Zhang was asking a fellow passenger on the charter flight to take on board two of his bags. And the agent properly told this other person, no, you can't take those two bags for him. But Zane kept persisting, saying, no, no, they have to take it. And then finally, when pressed for details, this person's like, yeah, I have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reinforces that whole thing. Like you hear about airport security, uh-huh. and then you see it play out like this and how he could have gotten away on this charter flight out of Alaska had this agent not just noticed that something is off here and actually done something about it. So that was a really interesting piece to to read about. And then Jason Houck also talked this week about the Taliban and whether or not they actually want peace. He went back and forth through the different agreements between the U.S. and the Taliban and just detailing what the different agreements are and what their responses have been to the Afghan government. It just really helped flesh out what is happening over in that in the Middle East. I, for one, I'm always kind of confused on that. <laughs> so it was definitely helpful to read and edit um, his whole piece on that. So I've read, read through a number of times. It was really good and helpful and helping me understand that. One of our newer contributors, Brandon Arkfeld, has been doing a few pieces on TikTok and how, you know, first India banned them, And then TikTok themselves pulled out of Hong Kong because of different restrictions with China. There's talk about the U.S. even banning them, which I know some of our kids from our younger generation will cry over that. But it's just been that, like, if there's a repository of information over in China, then people's faces are going into that. And, you know, we get deep fakes and different security issues that come up from that. It's definitely a topic to watch, and an app to make sure that you, as a, as a clearance holder, don't have on your phone.
0: You know, I, I'm really surprised that it's actually taken this long for us to move in the direction, like, all right, uh, to have some type of formal regulation. So I, I am surprised that that's taken so long. And then, right. and I, kind of on the same coin, for the Thousand Talents program, I am surprised that Zang was almost silly enough to, you know, be asking those questions of another passenger. Um, Right. I I mean, luckily so.
1: Right. Exactly. Well, I think he was probably frantic at that point because he was under such scrutiny from um, Ohio State. And so he, I think the writing was on the wall. And so he was trying to get out of Dodge really quickly. And it almost worked in our favor because of so many less flights that are happening. He, it almost forced his hand to have to go to a charter flight through Alaska instead of trying to, like, with, with so many few flights out there, his presence might have shown up a little bit faster than if he had gone this route. So it's just interesting all the different things that came into play for that. I think the app market can a little bit be like the the wild, wild west out there. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it definitely needs a little bit more uh, oversight, perhaps.
0: So. All right, Some moral of the story, uh, you know, abide by... Airport rules, they're there for a reason. And if you mm-hmm. have a clearance, please uh, stray away from TikTok. So, yes. what, speaking of clearances, what's been going on in security clearance news?
1: Yeah, so I started out the week, also, we looked at different clearance levels. Does that translate to more money in your bank account? <laughs> sure. And I mean, really, I can't, I don't know what's going to translate to more money in your bank account, but does it get a higher paycheck, really? That's <laughs> <is> the question. <laughs> and you know, I, I had that, it was promoted to me to like go after a top secret clearance because then you can get more money. Like that, that is the word out in the street. So it's interesting to look at, but because the, the reality is, no, it, it doesn't necessarily translate to more money just because like a GS 15 for the government, whether you have a top secret clearance or not, if the job requires that level, it's going to pay the same within government. But the difference is, is that the top-secret clearance makes you more marketable. So it's kind of like this reliability ticket to employers. So whether they need you to have that or not, it's super, it makes you super credible mm-hmm. for wine. But also, like, with supply and demand for top-secret jobs, it does drive up what employers are offering mm-hmm. for those to fill those positions. So it's not something you can quantify necessarily, but it does make you more marketable and could lead to more money. It's just that, like... The biggest thing is you need the experience and the education to meet the job requirements. <laughs> That's the moral of the story for that. And then Lindy was looking at this week on how long, um, like clearance processing times in quarter three, what they're looking like, especially due to processing things during COVID-19 during this pandemic. Educators are at home. So what does that look like? She reported on that this week. And then Sean Bigley talked to us a little bit about binge drinking (laughs) and what that does to your clearance and you know different things to keep in mind whether you have a pattern of this or if this was a one-time event and just walking through honesty is is key in this and just being open and honest because that is really from a clearance perspective what they're looking at like are you an honest person are you putting yourself in a situation that can come back up and be used against you those types of things
0: keep in mind the whole person concept. So if you do mm-hmm. have a bender, um, and it is an isolated event, adjudicators and background investigators are going to look at all of those things. But I was happy to exactly. see with the security clearance timelines for quarter three, everyone should go online and check those out. But I was happy to see that since folks are teleworking, uh, they're, they've they continued to um, you know keep Processing times, uh, just because they did really speed those up, it would it would have been a shame with all this COVID nonsense for them mm-hmm. to you know kind of uh, increase those times again. So I was happy to see that those are a nice level or at right. a nice
1: level, right? And especially because during this pandemic, the DoD world has not ground to a halt at all. Yeah. In fact, recruiters are still. Trying to fill positions, contracts are still marching on. I mean, there's been some hiccups along the way, but on the whole, defense work has stayed really steady. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. the cleared processing world has to keep up with that demand.
0: Very good. So all right, moving on to career advice. So what's been going on there, Jill?
1: Continue on with the whole talking about COVID-19 <laughs> world. You know, it's now a good time to relocate? I've also looked at that earlier this week. Is this the time in your life right now to move to another job that might be in a different area? The short answer is yes. There's nothing that's restricting you from moving. And, in fact, some companies are offering good sign-on bonuses for uh, applicants that are willing to relocate to a new area. I also think, too, with a lot of companies working from home, you might even be able to onboard virtually. So all the rigmarole that you have to go to to move to a new area, um, while it might be harder to scope out the area, you might have to get a little creative with doing that, you might actually get to onboard from a new location and then move within, like have a longer period to make that transition. So I just think there's a lot of flexibility and the, the market's kind of in your favor to do it. So I think the key is not forgetting what your overall career goals are despite a pandemic happening like you i think the um our normal position is to like okay let's just stay the course keep it in safety mode and then we'll reassess later and that's not always the wisest track to take for your career so it's good to keep that in mind Ty keys was talking about moving from an individual performer to a team leader and what i love about this is that a lot of times we talk about all these bad leaders you know the toxic leader that Dr. Mann talks about all the time, you know, I, I love his pieces. And sometimes I think those toxic leaders happen because they're still focused on themselves. They're that individual performer mentality. And I think when we're, we're operating in teams that only focus on ourselves and our individual careers in that moment, it lessens the, our impact and lessens the impact the team can have. So when we translate things to focus on how effective our team can be and elevating all the people in our team instead of elevating ourselves, you can actually accomplish more. And it could actually do your resume a lot more good, and you could show a lot more accomplishments by promoting team effectiveness as opposed to your individual performance. You can speak later on your resume about your individual performance, but in the moment, Your goal should be how effective your team can be. So I think that was a really helpful distinction for him to walk through. The other piece that stood out to me was Jason Houck's eight tactical leadership lessons from William Slim. Which mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't know who William Sloan was at first. <laughs> so it was <laughs> I <agree>. a great, <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say it, I didn't either. <laughs> so it was a good, uh, you know, little history lesson for me. I just, I think it was really great because uh, Slim's lessons were all war based. And then I loved how Jason translated them to your everyday work life. It was just really great. To follow through with that and just showing how we can learn different things in our work life. From different leaders, even if it doesn't translate like it's, it's not a one-to-one translate of what we do, we can learn the lessons and glean from that. So that was really helpful, helpful piece, I think.
0: And that's why I love Jason's pieces. I think the translation from you know military to civilians or folks who may not have you know family in the military or have served themselves. I think you know bridging those gaps. That's one thing I love about Jason's pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think that not only makes sort of the civil, you know, inner workings between folks who haven't served and then veterans, it it makes folks who haven't served a little more comfortable engaging with veteran coworkers. And then on the flip side, I know that's one of the biggest pieces of sort of strain in veterans that I've counseled or worked with in the past It's just feeling comfortable because, you know, they're working with a workforce that may not understand their past or understand some of those situations they've been Mm in serving. So I really appreciate that about his pieces. Absolutely. Now is the time to relocate. And then one thing I did want to mention along that is folks job seeking or even if you're totally passively seeking, I would recommend this signing up for our career intelligence newsletter. Uh, hmm. We always have, you know, career advice, a little bit of information on clearances sometimes, but we also have, you know, different jobs in different locations. So be sure to subscribe to that. But Jill, tell me, what is coming out on the news site this week?
1: All right. So the news is shaping up for, for this weekend. First off, we'll look at leadership lessons from a poet, another piece by Jason. He's walking us through different leaders' people that you might not think of learning leadership lessons from. Jason is delivering on that. And of course, Steve Leonard always has. I love Tuesday. Looking forward to see what he's going to send me. This past week, he had sent on um, military moves. This month in July, we're looking at traveling or relocating, just a little bit of more of an emphasis on that, just things to consider. And he gave some great tips on military moves. But as always with Steve, just great stories as well, which, of course, you know, in the moment when he's living through a moving company, urinating on his front yard, that's yeah. not something he wants to live through. But, you know, however many years later, that's a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. So shed <laughs> some light on what I think our our military families go through. And so we'll see what he sends us this week, probably leadership or who knows, continuing on with the same theme of travel and moving. Greg Stewart's also going to be talking about whether or not Virtual conferences are worth it. I'm very much interested in this one because that's one of the things I've been curious about. Okay, when you can't actually go physically to the conference, is it worth it for your career to go to the virtual one? I'm assuming there's like maybe it probably is, but maybe there's some other. Yeah, I think there's just other considerations you have to take into it because sometimes when we're in virtual mode, Mm -hmm. we're multitasking because our computers are in front of us, there's other things we can do. So, how do you? you know, take some steps to shut other distractions down.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I I would say because, you know, I was at the Intelligence and National Security Alliance Summit, I thought that was amazing. But one thing I will say before reading Greg's article is I found while working remotely, if it's strictly a phone call, I need to really focus on focusing. But if Mm -hmm. if it's more um, interactive, then I I think it's, it holds my focus a little bit better.
1: Yes. It's definitely all about the interaction, you know, coming as, so I was, I was teaching last year in a school environment and I found that like, when I taught over zoom at the end of the year, if I didn't have something super interactive I could just tell by my students' faces, they were not there. (laughs) I mean, speaking of TikTok, I had one student who would come in, like, with her little TikTok dances. Yeah. While, during class. Um,
0: Okay, yeah. Well, interactive. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, she's
1: totally interactive. But if I didn't have it, like, back and forth question and answer, it was very hard for them to focus. And this is a generation that's grown up on technology. So it it was definitely interesting for me to watch that. So I'm looking forward to reading his. Jillian Kramer also talked about whether you can get a clearance if you don't need it. How do you go about getting that? So we'll look into whether or not that's a possibility. So stay tuned for this week.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of folks who don't have clearances will be interested in reading that one, hoping to maybe find some solutions if they can't find a contract to be attached to or a contractor that's hiring right now. I'll be interested to read that one as well. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Well, that's all we have time for today. Uh, So if you love us, we will know it by your follows and reviews. So if you haven't done it yet, click on subscribe and give us a follow. You can find us on all types of social, YouTube, subscribe to that channel. You won't want to miss next week when we sit down with Kel McClanahan, who is the executive director of the National Security Counselors, among many other roles. So if you have any thoughts or questions about security clearances, or you want us to dive in a little bit more on a specific topic, just throw us a direct message on any of our platforms, or you can email us at editor at
1: clearancejobs.com. See you later.